Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, where you hear the latest issues and trends in the world of paralegals and legal assistance by one of the best-known paralegals in the industry, Vicki Boyson. A paralegal for more than 20 years, Vicki is dedicated to helping legal professionals reach their goals. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice here on Legal Talk Network. I'm Vicki Voison, the Paralegal Mentor and host of the Paralegal Voice. I'm an ALA Advanced Certified Paralegal. I publish a weekly e-newsletter titled Paralegal Strategies. I'm also the co-author of The Professional Paralegal, A Guide to Finding a Job and Career Success. You'll find more information at paralegalmentor.com. My guest today is Kelly LaGrave, ACP, NALA President. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you, Vicki. I'm excited to be here with you this afternoon. Right. Well, I'm pleased that you had the time to be with us. I know you're really busy, uh, as I remember from being NALA President. Now, before we begin, our sponsors should be thanked and recognized. That would be NALA, a professional association for paralegals, providing continuing education and professional certification programs for paralegals at NALA.org. NALA is a force in the promotion and advancement of the paralegal profession and has been a sponsor of the Paralegal Voice since the program began. Our other sponsor is ServeNow, a nationwide network of trusted, pre-screened process servers. When you are working with the most professional process servers, you'll be working with uh, professionals who have experience with high-volume serves, who embrace technology, and also understand the litigation process. Visit ServeNow.com to learn more. The goal of the Paralegal Voice is to discuss a wide range of topics important to the paralegal industry and to share with you leading trends, significant developments, and resources you'll find helpful in your career and your everyday job. Guests are usually included to help explore timely topics. For that reason, I've invited Kelly LaGrave, ACP, to join me today. First, let me tell you just a little bit about Kelly. I've known Kelly for a long time. She's a very successful, passionate paralegal. Uh, she joined Foster Swift Collins and Smith in Lansing, Michigan in 1993. She's a member of their business and corporate practice group. Kelly works on a wide variety of matters such as mergers and acquisitions, entity selection, and organizational planning for profit and nonprofit corporate planning and tax-exempt applications, loan transactions, real estate transactions, insurance regulation, and also intellectual property. As I said, she's passionate about her profession and the instrumental role paralegals play at Foster Swift in delivering high-quality work product and exceptional services to clients. To that point, Kelly has earned the highest level of paralegal certification from the National Association of Legal Assistants, along with the advanced paralegal certification in three areas. 
She's served NALA in many leadership functions within the organization. And the role that she really does enjoy most, and I know this is true, it's helping develop and deliver training to other members. Kelly is currently the president of the National Association of Legal Assistants. She frequently speaks on basic business organizations on a national scope. So again, Kelly, I'm delighted to have you with me today. Thank you, Vicki. I'm really happy to have an opportunity to talk with you today about the paralegal field. Well, we're going to first uh, talk about some of the latest trends in the paralegal industry. And because you're the president of NALA, I know that uh, you speak with paralegals all the time, and you're watching these trends. What do you think they are? Well, I really think the biggest trends I see right now for paralegals are that paralegals are specializing more and more more than they have in the past. And there's so many different areas of the law that paralegals are working within. Um, And they're also not working just within the law firm setting anymore. They're working in corporate legal departments, uh, governmental agencies, insurance companies, banks, financial institutions. Um, We see paralegals just working in a variety of um, types of businesses. Well, NALA recently conducted a survey of members, uh, and that was done to explore paralegal duties and responsibilities, billing, and also compensation rates. So tell our listeners, first of all, um, a bit about the background of the survey. Okay. Well, the survey, um, NALA began doing the survey in 1986. That's when the first survey came out. Um, And they've um, continued to do that survey approximately every two years. And the survey's done on a national scope, national level. It's sent to paralegals across the country, um, those that are NALA members, um, non-members, and members of NALA-affiliated associations. Um, at this uh, past survey, we had about 1,100 paralegals respond. Um, the findings of the report are divided into four sections. Um, backgrounds of the participants, the people that are responding to the survey, um, employers and practice areas, um, we talk about billing rates, and then compensation levels. Um, The most recent survey was open to paralegals from November of 2014 through mid-January of this year, so the results are very current. Well, it sounds like NALA has been doing this survey for almost 30 years, so we should have a lot of good um, good information for paralegals. I want to point out right now, before we go on, that this survey is free uh, to anyone who wants to download it at NALA.org. We'll give them that information again at the end, Kelly, but I think that's one of the nicest things. Frequently, you either have to be a member or you have to be a subscriber or you have somehow you have to pay for the professional association surveys and NALA's is totally free to anyone I like and I, I really like that and give NALA credit for that. Now what I'd like to know is, is does a survey reveal where paralegals are working? Um, yes, it does. It, it talks about different areas where they're working. Um, right now the most recent survey shows that about 61% of paralegals are working in a private law firm. Um, other employers include the corporations, banks. Um, we have a lot of paralegals now that are starting to work in the medical field and in insurance agencies um, with governments and court systems and nonprofits. Does all of your information also address, you know, the practice areas that paralegals are working in? You know, has there been a lot of change since the last survey? Um, there's been some change uh, since the last survey, not not a whole lot. If you look at the surveys, though, in the last 30 years, you'll see quite a, a bit of a change. Um, 
right now, there um, on the most recent survey, there were f- over 44 practice areas listed um, in which we asked paralegals to indicate areas in which they work. Um, the median number of areas selected was a little over three, so most paralegals that responded were working in three to four um, subject areas. So paralegals are working in a variety of practice areas. Only about 16% reported that they worked in just one specialty area. So we're a pretty diverse group. Um, the top practice area in which paralegals are still working is no surprise litigation. Um, but the other areas selected frequently are corporate, contracts, um, real estate, government or administrative, um, personal injury insurance, um, employment and labor laws, probate, um, commercial transactions, and trust and estates. Um, although, there, like I said, there was really not a whole lot of change since the last survey. We did find that there was a decrease in the percentage of paralegals who reported working in the areas of administrative law, personal injury, bankruptcy, medical malpractice, environmental law, energy, and, and immigration. The biggest change we found, though, that there is over a 3% increase in the number of paralegals working in the commercial area of the law. Um, it's interesting when comparing the list over time, it shows that employment opportunities for paralegals shifts uh, as the economy changes. So that does have some bearing on whether these go up or the numbers go up or down in, in certain areas. Is, is that right? Yes. I mean, as the economy changes, you know, for instance, um, when the economy tanked in 2008, um, there weren't as many real estate deals or um, corporate transactional deals happening we saw an increase in the use of paralegals in bankruptcy cases, and I think now, as the economy's um, gotten a little better, that that's slowed down. And then um, we see more people working in the medical area you know, because of things like HIPAA and the Affordable Care Act. And that's why I always give the advice is to watch the trends that are going on. I mean, if you're working in real estate and you see that that's you know, kind of tanking, get into another area quickly <laughs> so that you that you yeah, do. It's always good to expand your horizons. I agree. And I always say that when you're going to, um, you know, to a, uh, any kind of CLE or to a convention, don't ever think that there's nothing that might, you know, work with what you're doing right now because it might work later. So learn some new things. Now, I know that the survey addressed billing rates and compensation. Did those increase from the last survey? Um, yes, billing rates and paralegal compensation were analyzed in our survey by size of employer, experience, um, whether they're certified, and geographic location. Generally, we found that billing rates increased by about 5% and compensation levels increased by about 3%. Um, average billing rates were between 122 and 141, and that's an average across the country. Um, we did find that those holding an advanced certification typically billed at higher rates. Um, the national average for compensation, and again, this is an average from individuals working as little as less in a, than a year and over 25 years, is a little over 50, we found was a little over 58,400, which is up about 3% since um, 2012. Again, I mean, obviously, those with the most experienced do tend to show the highest average salaries. The complete survey results can be found at the NALA.org website and just click on About Paralegals and then the 2015 National Utilization Compensation Survey because there's so much information there. I just, we don't have time to go over it, but um, it's a great place to get it. Um, This does include the breakdown of compensation by employer, experience of the paralegal, the geographical location. So if you're working on the East Coast, 
um, you can get information on that compared to if you're working, let's say, in the South. And then um, it, it's also broken down by practice areas. Okay. Lots of good information. Well, I also know that the, um, the survey asked paralegals what tools they're using for professional growth and development. So what, what did that, you know, what were their responses? Well, I'm, I'm real happy to say that most paralegals do see the value in continuing legal education and certification. Um, over 88% indicated that one of their top tools for professional growth um, was continuing legal education, and 53% are seeking um, certification. Um, other actions that people listed included seeking more complex work, um, changing practice areas, or becoming involved in a professional association. Okay. Kelly, we're going to take a, a short break right now, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about certification. Uh, we need to take a word or have a word from our sponsors, NALA, the Association of Legal Assistance Paralegals, and ServeNow, a nationwide network of pre-screened process servers. Don't go away, because we'll be right back with Kelly LaRave, ACP, NALA President. NALA means professional. NALA offers classroom and web-based continuing education and professional development for all paralegals. And NALA's certified paralegal credential has been a gold standard of professionalism for over 30 years. More than 15,000 paralegals have this certification, and nearly 2,000 have achieved the demanding advanced certified paralegal. NALA works actively with others in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. See more about why NALA means professional at www.nala.org. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry. Connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Vicki Voison, and my guest today is Kelly LaGrave, ACP, NALA President. Kelly and I are discussing the results of NALA's recent utilization and compensation survey, as well as how paralegals achieve professional growth. So, Kelly, let's talk a bit more about paralegal certification. Explain the value of certification and, you know, what certification demonstrates. Well, um, professional certification is a voluntary process by which an individual demonstrates their expertise and a certain level of knowledge. Um, Certification indicates that the individual has met predetermined standardized criteria. Um, The certification is also time-limited, which means that an individual must um, continue to fulfill ongoing continuing education in order to maintain their certification. Well, I know that we're both proponents of certification. I think it's probably one of the best things that I ever did for my career. But uh, I guess that, you know, it's kind of like preaching to the choir. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So I always tell everyone they need to be certified. Anyway, in your opinion, you know, what does seeing this paralegal um, certification on a resume when you're applying for a job, uh, what does that say to the employer? 
Well, it, I think it says a lot. And, and like you, I'm a huge proponent of certification for paralegals. Um, for an individual who may be looking for a new job, or even um, somebody who um, is looking for a promotion within a, you know, an existing um, place of employment, a person who holds a certification stands out from the competitor for the job. So generally, an employer knows that someone who took the time to obtain certification is motivated because, as we know, it's not an easy process and it's a long process. Um, it can be a long process. So it, it, we know that person's motivated to succeed. Um, they go that extra mile in their professional careers, and they've obtained a proven competency in their field. Also, those that are certified are also motivated to continue with their um, education because CLE is required to maintain that certification. Well, Kelly, as I was getting ready for this uh, program, I talked with my sister who is an HR director with uh, a real estate development company, a, a pretty big one in Detroit. And she has all of her HR certifications and does all the hiring for this company uh, and the hiring from the janitor on up. So, but I asked her what you know, when she sees someone coming in who has a certification, she said that's that's the, one of the best things that they can have on their resume. For instance, paralegals must remember that the skills that they learn at a paralegal job might transfer to uh, some other job because she has people who are reading contracts uh, and doing things like that. And she says, if I know that they've got that certification, in, even in a, a, they aren't HR people, obviously, but if they have that certification, they're, she says, I, I look at them much more closely as a, as a successful candidate. So it, it's not just important uh, in our everyday jobs. It could be important in our future, uh, you know, whatever path that we take. Now, what I'd like to know is how paralegals can market certification to potential employers. Uh, do we have to educate them all over again, or are they, do they know about this? Well, I, I think, you know, the more we go out and talk to each other and talk to employers and give them the facts about certification, the better. And certification works is noticed in certain locations in the country. Um, it's more prominent than others, but it's just, it's a continuing, you know, education process. But it's important that when uh, a paralegal goes out to interview for a job that they make sure that their certification is listed on the resume. They need to really spell it out. Um, don't just use the acronyms. Um, let people know what it is, and, and then a prospective employer can, will ask them about it. Make sure that the certification um, says when it was obtained and when it expires, and definitely make sure it's current. Um, if the paralegal has obtained advanced certification, make sure to list the specialty areas. For instance, NALA currently has over 26 areas in which a paralegal can obtain advanced certification. Um, the most recent was added in December of 2014 in the area of family law adoption and assisted reproduction. Um, the directory of certified paralegals is also on the NALA website, and access is available to anyone free of charge, including prospective employers. So the on-site directory provides a certification day, expiration day, and any advanced certification specialties held by the paralegal. Well, as I said, I certainly love... Uh... <laughs> love my certification, wouldn't let it lapse for anything because I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> anyway. I agree with you. Right. Now, I want to know, is it possible to demonstrate the credibility of certification exam? You know, what important steps are taken, you know, 
to put an exam in place, keep it credible for more than a quarter of a century, which now has been. How's that done? It's really important um, and necessary to demonstrate that the credibility of a certification program. You can't just, you know, one day say, I'm going to set up a program and and it becomes credible. Um, the NALA Certified Paralegal Exam, has, as you mentioned, has been in place for over a quarter century, actually almost 40 years now. Um, the first test was given in 1976. The NALA Certifying Board, um, which is comprised of working paralegals, attorneys, and paralegal educators, they work very hard to keep that exam relevant to the work paralegals are doing today, and that anyone obtaining that credential has met a very high level of knowledge and standards. The certifying board does um, conduct a survey to um, validate and update as needed the CP exam content specifications and to ensure that NALA has current information about the role and responsibilities of paralegals. And the certifying board does this about every five years. The exam is always being reviewed and revised to ensure relevancy for today's paralegals. One of NALA's biggest accomplishments with regard to the um, certification program happened last April when the Certified Paralegal Program received national accreditation from the National Commission for Certifying Agencies. Tell me about that, Kelly. Well, the standards um, set by the NCCA require demonstration of a valid and reliable process for development, implementation, maintenance, and governance of the certification program. Um, NCCA uses rigorous peer review process to establish accreditation standards, um, to evaluate compliance with the standards, and recognize the organization programs which um, demonstrate compliance. It's a long and arduous process to get um, accredited and one in which NAIL is really excited about. Um, for the person taking the exam, I have people ask me, you know, why is accreditation important? Um, well, listen, accreditation is really important for a variety of reasons. The process represents an independent third-party review and oversight of the program. Um, the CP program demonstrated compliance with national standards set for the governance, exam administration, assessment, and recertification policies and procedures. Um, NCCA rigorously reviewed the program and um, made sure that the program was what what we said it is. In addition, the program must continue to adhere to those standards um, and quality for certification programs through annual reviews and a five-year reaccreditation. Obtaining the accreditation and committing to the compliance and reaccreditation procedures does demonstrate that NALA really has a lasting commitment to the excellence of the program and those who seek the certification. And finally, the program is to be relied upon by employers, law firm clients, and courts as a reliable and valid professional credentials for uh, paralegals. Certification in general provides, does provide value to employers in career development programs, setting and defending billing rates and hiring decisions. Um, national accreditation of the program ensures employers that the program is really worthy of their trust. The bottom line really is that NALA walks the walk when it comes to the exam. When it comes to the high standards we have set for the program, it is, and it is the only nationally accredited um, certified program for paralegals. Okay, Kelly, that's a lot of great information, um, even some that I didn't know yet, which, and I, I'm really glad of that Nella got that, that accreditation. It's a good step. If any of our listeners want to get in touch with you, how would they do that? And I think we'll tell them again about how, how they can get to the survey and um, the other study that you mentioned. 
the survey and the job analysis studies on NALA's website at NALA.org. And I would love to hear from your um, listeners. I threw out a lot of information today, um, and there's so much information on the website. But if they would like to talk to me, they're more than happy to do that. Um, My email address is kaylagrave, K-L-A-G-R-A-V-E at NALA.org. Okay. Well, Kelly, I'm so happy that you were able to join me today. I thank you for uh, imparting all this information. It was just wonderful. I think there is some confusion about certification, and I think that we've been able to answer a lot of questions. I do think that the survey results are interesting, especially when you start comparing them to past years. Also helpful for, you know, for planning your career. So anyway, I assume that uh, I'll see you at the NALA convention in Tulsa in July. Oh, of course you will, Vicki. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to our 40th anniversary celebration and convention. And it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma from July 22nd to the 24th. Um, I hope your listeners will join us for the largest convention of paralegals in the country. There will be eight exceptional legal education institutes and available in multiple areas of the law. Um, In addition to the Institute's, attendees have an opportunity to learn from fellow paralegals during a member exchange and from affiliated association members through the Affiliates Exchange, and they'll be able to see a presentation from the NALA Leadership Class of 2015. Vicki, I'm also looking forward to hearing your presentation along with your co-presenter, Vicki Kuhn, during the Member Exchange Program here on the topic of Speed Mentoring and Networking Workshop. We're going to be doing that. We were just talking about it yesterday, how we're going to make it all work. So uh, I love doing that. Thank you, Kelly, and uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. All right. Thanks, Vicki. Let's take another break now, but don't go away because when I come back, I'm going to have some career tips for you as well as some news about what's going on in the paralegal profession. Don't go away. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. It's time for my practice tip for today. And today's program focused on certification. Uh, I'm a huge advocate of certification. I think that it's something that uh, every paralegal should strive for. It's voluntary, so it's something that you get to decide. But it does help you be more credible, and I think it's a good thing for you to have on your on your resume. I have a little example for you. If two paralegals are applying for the same job, they have the same amount of education, and they also have the same amount of experience, one has certification and one doesn't. Probably the uh, paralegal with certification has a leg up in that uh, job search and will be most likely the one who will be hired. At least I think uh, you'll agree with me that that's how it would look to an employer. So be sure that you uh, look at certification when you're going to be doing that. Be sure that you uh, there you know there are more certifications uh, exams out there besides NALA's. Different ones are recognized in different geographical areas. You'll need to be sure that uh, whatever certification you sit for, that the employers in your area do uh, recognize that uh, that certification. The other thing is to be sure. Uh, that you prepare for that exam. Uh, 
Don't just go in and say, I'm going to take this and see what it's like. Be sure that you prepare. And also, you know, there are state uh, certification exams available. Uh, Louisiana has one, uh, North Carolina, I believe Kentucky has one now. These are specific to the state law. And then, of course, you have the national certifications that are based on federal law. When you are choosing, the best thing is to do is to get both state and national certifications. Just remember that the state certification doesn't travel with you. So it, say you move from Kentucky to Texas, Texas has its own certification exam. Uh, but NALA's exam or any other one that is credible does travel with you and is recognized in all of the states. So that's a decision for you to make. Well, that's about all the time we have today for the Paralegal Voice. Uh, I would love for you to check out my website, paralegalmentor.com. Sign up for my newsletter, Paralegal Strategies, that I send every week or so. Also, I have a a new uh, resource for you, and that is Strategic Guidelines for Planning for Your your Career. And that's, again, I probably said this, a free resource. Uh, That is available at paralegalmentor.com. And all of these resources that I have for you are planned to move your career in the right direction. And of course, that's forward. We always want to move forward. So this is Vicki Voison thanking you for listening to the Paralegal Voice and reminding you to always make your Paralegal Voice heard. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to The Paralegal Voice, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Vicki Voison for her next podcast on issues and trends affecting paralegals and legal assistants. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.